You're my only God And I want you to know My love for you I'll never let go Cause I love you so All I want Is to serve you If I live my life again I would choose you It's been worth living for you Lord, I love you And there's no one above you You gave your son You gave your life And you turned my life all around You gave your life to set me free So I'll serve you for the rest of my days
Go somewhere, reach somewhere, go somewhere, reach somewhere, go somewhere, reach somewhere, go somewhere, reach somewhere. He that hath my commandments and keep them. He it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my father, and we shall. Love him, love him. We shall love him and manifest ourselves to him. Oh, oh, will you love God like he loves you? Will you love God? Oh, oh, like he loves you. So go somewhere, reach somewhere, go somewhere, reach somewhere, go somewhere, reach somewhere, go somewhere, reach somewhere, one another oh yeah for love is of God and he that loveth knoweth not God for God is love and he that loveth not loveth not he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love God is love so go ye, reach it, will you love God, oh, oh, like he loves you, will you love God, oh, oh, like he loves you, so go somewhere, reach somewhere, Go somewhere, reach somewhere, go somewhere, reach somewhere. I want to love him, just because he loved me. to give myself because he gave himself for me this is how I show love going somewhere and preaching somewhere
with you. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That is why we're preaching. That's the reason for the cross. So could you, could you, could you be loved? Could you, could you be loved? Tell me, could you, could you, could you be loved? Could you, could you be loved? So go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. You must love the Lord God. And you must obey him. Oh yes. You must go to Jerusalem, to Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost. Don't let them fool ya. If you love the Lord, this is what you will do. Oh, you will go somewhere and preach somewhere. You'll go somewhere and preach somewhere. Go somewhere, preach somewhere. Go somewhere, preach somewhere. The cross of Jesus That is still the main thing Don't let them fool ya Success and money gospel that is not the gospel i'm saying go ye go ye go somewhere and preach somewhere go somewhere preach somewhere go somewhere preach somewhere go somewhere preach somewhere Go somewhere, preach somewhere. Jesus loves you so much that he gave his life for you. Are you gonna love him just as much as he loves you? So could you, could you, could you be loved? Could you, could you be loved? Tell me, could you, could you, could you be loved? Could you, could you be loved? You've got to go somewhere and preach somewhere. You have got to go somewhere, preach somewhere. Come on, pastor, go somewhere, preach somewhere. Start a mission, go somewhere, preach somewhere. Start your branches, go somewhere, preach somewhere. You have got to go somewhere, preach somewhere. Do your outreach, go somewhere. Reach somewhere, raise up leaders, go somewhere. 
preach somewhere, raise up shepherds, go somewhere, preach somewhere, 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 go somewhere. Lay your head on me 
Oh, Jesus, please let me wash your feet with the tears from my eyes, Lord, please let me wash your feet. I love to be your servant if you don't.
love to tell you what I think of Jesus since I found in him a friend so strong and true I would tell you he changed my life completely he did something no other friend could do Fantastic. Lift up your two hands and let's pray. Father, we give ourselves to you once again. 
fill us, feed us, direct us. Let your will be done. And let your work be done in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this blessed time. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Well, this is our final session. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. And um, I want to continue sharing with you on the honor and the anointing. Once you identify the anointed, you've got to switch to the mode of honoring. Hallelujah. The anointed must be honored, must be respected, must be recognized, must be acknowledged, must be noticed, must be seen, must be believed in, must be received by those who are pursuing the anointing. You honor the anointed. Don't just be there and believe and think. Can there be a bit of stability? The workings and the movements are a lot, okay? I can see a few people standing at the back. Do you need chairs? There are chairs here. One, two, three, four. I'm sure I can see four chairs here. Can I come and sit on them? Just make sure you smile. And you say amen. And you clap. No, not you, them. I'm talking to them. As they are coming to close to the front, attitude must be up. seated is a very sensitive place. Hmm. If I were you, I'll say no. <laughs> okay. So we are talking about the honor and the anointing. Honoring, and I'm saying honoring is a very important thing. Mark chapter 6 and from verse 1. And he went out from thence. Is that what you have? And came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hand by his hands. It's not this the carpenter. The son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and, of, and Simon. And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. It's not interesting the things that people use to devalue precious things. It's like once you know his sisters, he can't he can be anointed. 
You see, I remember one day, <laughs> uh, it was a Sunday morning, and I just finished preaching. And then someone walks up to me. And when she came, whilst everybody was saying, we've been blessed, thank you for the message, as soon as she got in front of me, she mentioned a name. I mean, a name that was my name. But nobody calls me by that name in church. But you see, she was, all she was trying to do was to prove a point that I know you. And I know you from back in the day. So she mentioned that name. The name is in two parts. She mentioned both. With no pastor, no reverend, nothing. She just, she just stood in front of me. Just stood in front of me and said the name. Then she said, do you remember me? And I said, I don't. And then, and then she went on and said, your sister was my classmate. You're this. We lived here. We lived there. Then she showed me where they live. You know, when you come out of your house and you turn left and you pass left again, that story building, that's where we were. Do you remember me now? And I said, yes, please. <laughs> I said, yes, because it has to end. It has to end. I don't know what else he's coming to say. It has to end. I said, I beg you. I, I know you now. I know that house. I know, yes, I remember that house. I remember the house in the area. But you see, these are things that people used to say that you are nobody. You are nothing. We know you. We know you. So it's like, every time I read, I always ask, if you know someone's sister, does it mean that the person is not anointed? Can the person not be anointed because his sisters are around? Do I have to hide my sisters if I'm becoming anointed? <laughs> Next verse says that. No. Yes. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Verse 5. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. It's my prayer that verse 4 will never be fulfilled in your life. That that prophecy, that prophets are not honored in certain areas. It is my prayer that it will not happen to you. No matter how many of the sisters of the prophet you know, and how many of the brothers of the prophet you know, and if you live, especially those of us who live in the same house with the prophet, same house like a physically house, like family, and then those who are in the same house, like same church. And then those who are in the same house, like same denomination. It's my prayer that this prophecy is never fulfilled. Because it is there. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you to lower your guard and it will happen to you. That the prophet is not without honor because he lives with you. And because he preaches to you. And because you know his stories and you know his examples and you know, you, know, you know his principles and what he stands for. Bishop Francis, you're welcome. Is it because these are the things that affect our ability to honor and receive from the anointed. 
when we know a lot about, not even what we think we know a lot. Because sometimes what you know is nothing. If you know the names of my sisters, what has it got to do with anointing? So sometimes we know what we know is actually insignificant. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't affect anything. But because we know, we feel we know everything. That is how can people go to church and they stop getting blessed. Because every example they give, somebody thinks that he's giving this example because of this reason. As I've been here, as I've been here, I've got messages from people asking me whether the example I'm giving, they are the, they are the reason I'm giving that example. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I actually couldn't believe it. I got a WhatsApp from abroad, from outside the United Kingdom. I couldn't, I mean, I was so amazed. But, but that's how they actually teach you. People, someone who is from the house, who thinks they know you, would think that everything you say, this is, what, this is the reason. So they fail to receive the real message and the real spirit of the message. And they are therefore cut off. It's my prayer. This, that this prophecy will never be fulfilled in your life. I also pray for myself that it will never be fulfilled in my life. That a prophet will be without honor. A prophet will go without, will be with you and there's no, where there is no honor, there's no anointing. Anointing and honor are like, are like a, a switch and a light bulb. When you turn it on, there's light. When you turn it off, there's darkness. Where there is honor, you receive the power of the anointing. The power, the anointing is activated. It begins to work. It begins to flow. Where there is no honor, the person becomes like a normal Christian brother. Nice Christian brother. You see, you say, oh, he's your friend. He's your schoolmate. He's your colleague. He's, he's this. Oh, he's one of the pastors around. He's one of this. But it's, it's all that is happening is that you are failing to recognize what God has given to the person and what God has put on the person's life. Therefore, you cut yourself off from benefiting from that anointing. So, we said, where the anointing is not honored, it does not work. Secondly, we said that Honoring the anointing is an obligation and a legal requirement. Galatians 6, 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. So ask yourself, have you been taught? Have you received? For do you have an anointed person in your life who has taught you? Who has spoken to you? Who has prayed for you? Who has helped you? If there is, then you owe that person what is called honor. Number three, we said, your honoring the anointing must be done according to the rank at which you receive. God's servant must be honored according to your faith. Every human being can be treated in different ways. A man can be treated as a father, a brother, a friend, a junior pastor, 
an associate pastor, a great pastor, a prophet, an apostle, a businessman, a pianist, or even a fool. It's like it's up to you. Choose how you see him. Because the rank at which you receive him, that is the portion that comes to you. I'm not surprised that when God was, was talking about Jesus Christ, his son, the anointed one, he said, he concluded, he said, hear ye him. Hear ye him. You see, one of the ways, one of the ways that you can honor someone, and perhaps one of the high ways of honoring someone is by listening to the person. Listening, listening, you see, when you receive somebody, it means that you listen to the person. And when you listen to someone, it means you obey the person. And when you listen to someone, it means you will do what the person says do. If you want to dishonor someone, let him talk and do the opposite. When he says, go right, go left, that is dishonor. Because God said, hear ye him. In other words, in other words, what he says, do. What he says, believe. What he says, practice. And that is how the person would even say more. That's how you receive even more revelation, more instruction, more direction, more counsel, more help by the speaking. Those who, those who have disobeyed have stopped hearing. I was listening to a message by Rick Joyner once. And he said, the last you heard from God was the last time you obeyed him. People, people, you see, people think that sometimes what we think is that the anointed person or even God would just keep talking and you keep disobeying and he keeps talking and you feel comfortable that, oh, he will come back again. He will come back. Let's see, let's see whether he will say it again. Let's see whether he means what he's saying. Let's see whether he really wants me to serve him. Let's see, let's see whether he really wants me to stop this behavior. So it's like God should keep talking. But I say, things get better and brighter as you obey. As you obey in little things, you get big things to do for God. The little things are as important as the big things. So when you are honoring someone, for the person really to be a great person in your life, you have to listen to the person. You have to listen to the You have to listen to the, to the non-spiritual instructions and you also have to listen to the spiritual instructions. If you have a pastor, you don't just listen to your pastor only when he says fast. When he says, when he says, don't go to that party, that also applies. <laughs> you, don't just, you don't just listen to your pastor when he says, wake up at dawn and pray. Pray for three hours today. But you listen to him when he says that, when he says that, eat well. Eat well. Look after yourself. Stop eating leaves and eat meat. <laughs> no, I'm making a point that when the Bible says, hear ye him. You see, many, many people have put the anointed into a closet. Is that the only time I'll obey you is when you talk about spiritual things. Don't talk about my finances. Don't talk about my marriage. 
Don't talk about anything else about me. Only tell me how many hours I should pray. Tell me how many hours, how many hours you soak in a message so I can also soak in the message. But if I say, if, if I say, go and have sex with your wife every day, it's like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't. See, one day one brother said, one brother said that he's intensely private. Yes. I was talking to him, trying to, he said, it's like, it's like no, I shouldn't go there. He said, I am an, an intensely private person. So I said, no problem. No problem. The subject he didn't want me to talk about that is intensely private. You see, those days I had a lot of zeal for some things. I woke up early in the morning on a Saturday and I drove from New Barnet to Mitcham where I knew he would be. When I got there, his car was black his black car was parked outside. Frosty. Do you understand frosty? Yeah. It means he has spent the night there. Frosty. At the sister's house. I didn't say anything. I didn't even come out of my car. I just called the sister. I said, oh, I'm, I'm just passing. I just drove in front of your house. And that was enough. That, that's enough. I didn't say anything. I just told I said, hi. I just dro- drove in front of your house. I just wanted you to know I've, I've, I've driven past your house. So whoever you're having breakfast with, you can discuss. <laughs> I don't think they were even having breakfast. I don't think they were out of bed. <laughs> After that, my drive passed. He hasn't been to church again. <laughs> he has intensified his privacy. I like, don't talk about some things, but talk about something. This, this brother, you should see him talking to me. Asking for explanations of, from books. And this reasoning, I mean reasoning, very, very intelligent young man. Reasoning, discussing, he likes discussions. And he doesn't like sitting, he will stand, he'll stand like this. He'll be asking questions and I'll be answering. He will ask and I'll answer, he'll ask and I'll answer. They will say, what about this? They say, well, this is also this. I mean, on different subjects, this kind of broad-minded people, broad-minded, different subjects, different issues. But he said, he's intense. So it's one of those discussions that I asked about this. And he said, I'm a very intensely private person. I said, hey, how can I sit there for you to destroy the church? But when you see the anointed, Hear ye him on all subjects, in all areas, on all issues. If you want that anointing to be unlocked, to have take effect in your life, hear ye him. Or is he saying that hear ye him on spiritual things? No. Hear ye him on all things. So you see, even as you are listening to the you listen to anointed preaching, he will say some things about your finances. He will say some things about your, and you will discover, no, I have to stop doing this and live this way. Everything will not be about, may not be about soul winning or um, laying, on, or laying on of hands or fasting or prayer, but there will be something else that will be said. You have to believe in that as well. When you go in the opposite direction 
of what the anointed is saying, it amounts to dishonor. Yeah. Those of you who are wondering, how do you, how do you honor, how do you, and therefore, how do you honor the anointed? Hear ye him. 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 When, when he speaks, let his voice, let his voice represent the voice of God in your life. Let it be as though God is speaking to you. Let it, listen, let the anoint, put the anointed even under pressure. That he will be careful to speak to you. Because he, he knows that anything he says to you, you will do. Put him under that pressure. Put him under that pressure. Put him under great pressure that when he gets to you in particular, he doesn't just talk. Because he knows anything he says, you will do. You will do and it will be done. You will do and it will be done. I mean, if you tell, if I tell, if I tell you, get up. No, no, don't get up. If I say to you, get up. And you're sitting there looking at me. It's quite, it will be quite embarrassing, isn't it? Everybody here will be wondering, I mean, what was, what was the problem? What's the, what's the issue? What was what's the difficulty? What's happening? What's going on there? What's going on there? Why is he saying to her, stand and she's not standing? Why is she not responding to what he's saying? Is it, but there are people who want, to, who want to eat their cake and still have it. You want to be disobedient to the anointed, rebellious towards the anointed, talk back at the anointed, disobey his anointed, do the opposite of what he has said, be rude to him, and still, still, still be his right-hand person. (laughs) You see, you have such a dream only if you don't understand spiritual principles. And the anointed will tolerate such a person around him if he himself doesn't understand who he is and what he's doing. Do you won't do. Change you won't change. Turn you won't turn. Go this way you won't turn that way. Do it like this you won't do it that way. You do the, you do the opposite of what he says. And still you expect to be called the honored and the glorious one. No, no. Honor and glory comes from the voice of the anointed. Honor and glory. Honor and glory comes from the voice of the anointed. The more you obey, the more, the more honored you will be and the more glorious your life will be. Cut him off and you cut yourself off being honored and being glorified. Hear ye him. Hear ye him. Hear ye him. You don't know what to do with the anointed? We say, another, what should I do with him? Hear ye him. Listen to him. What must I do to honor him? Listen to him. If you are in your house with your child, they tell your child, come and your child, your, your child shouts back and say, what for? <laughs> what for? Or even, or even totally ignores your instruction. Ah. Totally ignores your instruction. Totally ignores your instruction. What makes that person? If another person tells you that you are a pastor, move and do this, and you sit there. You sit there with a smiley, calm, laid back, dull attitude as though you don't understand things. 
as if he wasn't in English and as, and as if what he's saying is ridiculous. Yes. Sometimes you see, two years you haven't obeyed. Three years you haven't obeyed. Four years you haven't obeyed. And when, and, when, and when you see, it's like, oh, hello, I'm blessed. You want to, yes, you are waiting for him to speak again. So you, you know, oh, he was serious about what he was saying. Like somebody said once, we went mad when we were doing what we were doing. We're not mad or we're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. 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 Waiting for him to say it again. You see, you are spiritually dull. You are spiritually dull and spiritually cut off. One, one, one minister, he, he said his staff. He said, I don't repeat myself to my staff. He said, if I have to repeat myself, I'd rather sack you. Yeah. If I one illustration I heard him giving, he said, if he's sitting with some of his work and he says that, I really love, I really love pineapple juice. And you dare say, oh, you do you like it? He said, you're an idiot. Because he said, it's not a conversation. I am telling you that I like pineapple juice. Therefore, can you get me pineapple juice? I'm not having a discussion about what you also like. What you like and what I like. But you see, when you are with people, when you are with people who don't understand where they are and who they are with, as you are saying what you like, they think that they should also announce what they like as though, we are, as though they are equals. As though it's equals that are talking. Because I like fish and chips. Then you say, oh, I, re- I also really like fish and chips. Which one do you like, cod or haddock? <laughs> when you, you see, when you are with the anointed, always remember to keep a gap. Always, 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 whether on the train, at Wembley Football Stadium, in the cafe, eating sausages and bacon in Nando's, wherever you are, wherever you are, if you are with the anointed you have identified, keep a gap. Keep a gap. Keep a gap. Because as he is swallowing the sausages, he can bless you or curse you. As he is swallowing the bacon, he can give you, he can give you a word, a word, that would change your life forever, forever and ever with bacon in his mouth. And chewed, and chewed egg stuck at the corner of his lips. He can say something that would change your life permanently, forever. Permanently. Always, always be on guard. Be alert. Be sensitive. Be sensitive. Hear ye him. Hear what he's saying. Don't wait for him to mention your name before you say, oh, he's now talking to me. When it doesn't seem like he's talking to you, it is you. Once you think it is you, it is you. And don't send him a message to ask him that, am I the one you are talking to? Don't ask him that question. Don't, uh, don't go to him at the end of the meeting. So, uh, this point that you you made, um, I just wanted, I want some clarification. How do you think I can practically apply it? Be smart. Be wise. Be fast. Be of quick understanding. Quick. 
quick. As long as you see, you know that this is me. I've got to change. I've got to adjust. Guys, hear ye him. Hear him. Hear him. And when you have heard, you have heard. When you are listening to the message, you, you, you will hear other instructions. You will hear how to obey, how to behave at home. Because some of the pastor's wives misbehave at home. You live, you live with the anointed and you misbehave at home. You misbehave. You are a misbehaving creature. I said a pastor's wife wants counseling. She says she's counseling some people. And the amount of things I know about her. I couldn't help it. I called her. I said, I pity these people that you are talking to. Because you are lying to them. Everything you are saying, you don't do it. You don't do it. You don't do what you are telling them. So, how come, how will what you are saying have any effect on them? You do the opposite. You tell them, be like this to your husband. Be like this. You don't do anything. You don't cook. You don't smile. You don't respect him. When he advises you, you don't take the advice. You don't have sex with him. You don't have oral sex with him. You don't hold his penis. You don't do anything. <laughs> and you want, you want to be called mommy in the church. You want to be called mommy. You want to be called first lady. You, you, you want to be made a pastor. Since I was born, I have never believed that the person the pastor has married is automatically a spiritual and therefore a minister. I have never believed since I was born. Up till today as I'm talking to you. That because this is the pastor's wife, so the whole, all the ladies in the church who follow her, I have never believed it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. He chose her because of her bonbons. What, what, type of, what type of gift is that? Which of the gifts of the spirit is the size of a bonbon? And my second question is, what did she contribute to make her bonbon big? He chose, he chose her because of her Congolese breasts. Congolese breast and South African hips. And Japanese eyes. Because of his intensely private needs. And then when he brings her to church, has the privilege of sitting on the second seat. Then the old lady should queue up for advice. It's just because he's, he's a Joseph. That's why he doesn't see his problems. But he's a suffering man. His best, his best times of his life is when he's in church. When he's in church and he's preaching. You would think he has comfort. He has no comfort at home. 
That's why he goes on visitation a lot. Because you are a, an unfortunate experience to him. You don't honor him. You don't honor him. You see, I had, once I had a 72-year-old neighbor, Englishman, and I was coming home, and I saw him step out of his driveway, and he stopped me. He, li- he likes coming out to stop me to discuss things. <laughs> this time when he stopped me, usually he would just stand out and then we'll be talking. But this time he put his head inside my car. His face was almost touching the steering. 72 year old man. Then he said to me, What is it? He said, He said, You are a man of the cloth. You should understand these things. He said, What is it about them? Referring to his wife, that when we put that band on their hands, they change. He said, What is it? 72 year old man. He said, what is it? He said, what is it? He said, then he said to me, before, before we put it, before we put that band on their finger, they are all over us like a rash. But as soon as we put it on their finger, they change. 72 year old man. And he kept asking me, he said, as he said, he's talking very, very, he was not laughing. And he kept asking, he kept saying, he kept saying, Richard, what is it? He said, you should know. You should know. And I was there. I mean, I, I, I didn't even know what to say to him. He said, he said, since I woke up this morning, she's been nagging. Then he did, he said, she's been nagging like that. He said, I can't stay. He said, I can't stay in the house. I can't stay there. I have to be out. 72 year old man. With a 68 or 70 year old wife. He said, what is it? He said, there's something about that band. He kept saying, there's something about that band. As soon as you put it on their finger, they change. He said, before. Then he asked me, he, I, then he, said, he said, I'm sure it's like that with you too. It's like, it's like he's forming a fellowship. <laughs> a, follow, a fellowship. So he can discuss his sufferings. He's seeking comfort. He said, I'm sure it's like that with you too. Since you put it on her on finger. It's like, has she not changed? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say anything. I just laughed. <laughs> I just said, oh my Lord and my God. This man, this man wants me to say a lot of things. <laughs> Hear ye him, including those of you in the house with them. Hear him. Respect him. Have respect for him. Have regard for him. Those those who lie on the same bed and you hear him snoring. Hear ye him. Treat him with respect. Don't get to church and see other sisters respecting him that you say that he likes the girls who are respecting him. Out of your insecurity, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like someone who has been sentenced to jail and the jail, the jail keeper, the, the prison warden is saying that you cannot be happy. 
and making sure that you are not happy in the house. When you go out, you can't be happy. You ask him, how are you? Somebody ask him, how are you? You say, why? <laughs> it's like since in my you, nobody should ever be able to say, how are you? Because you have stopped saying it. So everybody should stop. You make him tea. Somebody makes him tea. You say, why? Why is she making him tea? Pastors, I'm talking for you. I'm talking for you. As you're looking at me like you don't understand what I'm saying. I know where you've come from. Intensely private pastors. I'm talking for you. You won't smile. When somebody smiles, you say, why is she always smiling at you? Because, because when she sees that, she say, when she sees me, she doesn't smile. It's only when you are around that she smiles and she talks. You have stopped smiling. Everybody should stop smiling. Is that not witchcraft? Is it not witchcraft? We have a book for you. Thank God that's not what I'm reading. Respect him. Those of you in the house, honor him. Hear ye him. Ask yourself, can your husband advise you? Can he advise you? You would rather be advising him in the house and say, those, those people, those people, those people that praise you all, all over you, they should come and see you. They should come and see you. They should come and see your behavior. They should come and see how lazy you are. They should come and see what you don't do. They should come and see how you don't pay bills. Those people, those people, those people that respect that they think you are so great, they should come and see you. He is not great because of the way you talk to him and the way you relate to him. That's why he's not great in your eyes. It's in your eyes that he's not great. But in the eyes of those who see him as the anointed, he is great. He is super great. And God has made him great. That's why you are not anointed. That's why you are not blessed. That is why every predicted sickness, you seem to be getting it. As your age, as your age goes, anything that goes with the age, you get it. Because, because the covering, no, I'm serious. Because the covering has been removed. You have no covering. You have no honor. You have no blessing over your life. So anything that must happen, as soon as you get that age, A is 45, you get it. Your head is defenseless. Because the anointed man is without honor in your life. He's without honor. He's without honor. You have no covering. And that's why others, others have a covering. That's why their lives are different. That's why their lives are different. That's why they appear blessed. They appear better. They appear stronger. They have a smile. They have joy. They have joy. 
Because it comes from God. They have faith. They believe, they believe in God. They believe in God's man. They believe in the anointed. So they are blessed. And they enjoy the anointed. You don't believe it. You have turned into an analyst. Analyzing things. Criticizing. Accusing. That day somebody sent me a letter. First when I read it, I said she's mad. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I said, no, 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 no. I said, I said, no, 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 no. This girl is not well. She's not well. The things, I said, the things you are talking about. And the point that touched my heart most when she said, why should, why should Bishop Dad come here and raise funds? I said, I said, no, she's lost it. I said, she's not well. She's not well. She's not well. I said, she, she's, not, I said she's not well at all. This, I said, this girl is not well at all. She needs help. She's asking for a meeting. That should come for a meeting. I said, I, I will never even spend even two seconds of my time with you. Two seconds. You understand? Two seconds. One, two. She won't get it. Two seconds of my life. Say no. She's not well. You're not well. Of all the people you can touch, not this one. Say anything about everyone. Talk about the color of my shoe. Talk about the color of my hair. Talk about the color of my car. Talk about everything else, but don't touch this one. Don't. Don't touch it. Hear ye him. Hear him. Sit down so we can read the next point. The next point is that honor the anointed in a substantial way. So I'm showing you how to honor him, how to honor the anointed. When you identify the anointed, your next move is honor. That this anointed person, when he appears, it's honor. It's honor. The only thing you have to do next is to start honoring him. Top of my list when honoring him is hear ye him. Be careful about what the anointed has told you. Be careful about what he has told you. Don't think he was just talking. Never, never think of anointing as people who just like talking, so they just say things. Because if you really know them, you will see that they don't talk everywhere. And what, it's a great privilege to have heard what you heard from him. Great privilege. Great privilege. That's what the familiar don't realize. That what they have heard, they think everybody hears it. They think it's said to everybody. But it's a great privilege that you were called to the side and you were told this. How many of you were there on the Mount of Transfiguration? Three. It's a great privilege to hear those words. Great privilege. Imagine them coming there and saying, well, oh, he said something. There was a voice. That, that's a I can't even remember. And then you start doing something else. Great privilege. 
to hear instructions. Really value instructions. Really value counsel. Really value it. Value counsel. When you are counseled, value counsel. When you are advised, value it. Don't receive counsel from a spiritual person and then use your human reasoning. Logic, use logic and reasoning to cancel it out. That is why you won't do well. That's why you won't do well. That's why you haven't done well. Having four A's is different from being anointed. How many fools don't you know who got first class? I don't think I'm not educated. I'm educated. I've been to school. Yes. So I'm not against education. I am more for anointing than that. Yes. Yes, I'm more for anointing. But how many first class idiots don't you know? When you meet, when you meet the anointed, don't bring your certificate. From which school? Certificate from where? Peckham Academy. <laughs> you are standing in front of the anointed and you are saying you went to Oxford. So what? So what? We're talking about wisdom from God. Revelation from God. For you to listen and pay attention, your life will be better. And you are standing there saying that in Oxford you were taught this. (laughs) Another anointing in a substantial way. Isaiah 43, verse 22. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob, but thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. Wait, don't change it yet. Look at, look, are you looking at the verse? Don't look at it in the Bible. Look at it on the screen. Look. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob, and thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. You say, you're, you're, you're already tired of with that. You're already tired. You're fed up. You see, I've seen, let me say this before I move on. You see, I've seen people, I've seen people who were brought up in a fantastic Christian way. Have your quiet time. Read your Bible. That's if they do. Have your quiet time. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Do evangelism. Speak in tongues. If I want, one day one of them even told us some of the games they play is speaking in tongues. This one will say, Kalaba Shandalaba. This one will say, Shaita, Ita, Ita, Ita. They'll say, Kalaba Shandalaba Yandalaba. Ita, 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 Shaita, Ita, Ita. Kabato Labashiba, Kaba, Kabaliba, Kandalaba. Shaita, Baita, Shaita, Baita. It's like these are the, you know, games. Their games are tanks and these kind of things and verses. You see, they have a very good foundation. But in my encounter with them, I discovered a serious deficiency. 
major that is I'm saying because I was shocked and I think it is worth mentioning and pointing out to people so that we can read our Bible well. Now the deficiency I saw in them despite their speaking in tongues, games and everything, they were disconnected from the anointed. Yes. Which is contrary to biblical principles. The Bible says, 2 Chronicles 20.20. See it quickly. Very quickly. Look at the end there. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. So you see, they are established in church. Believe in his, believe his prophet. The same way that was used for God, the same way that was used for the prophet. Thus I said that if you start receiving from the anointed, one of the questions you'll be asked is that, are you God? Is, is he God? As long as he, you are asked, is he God? Have a party for yourself. Because you're on track. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall he be. Believe his prophets. So shall he prosper. So shall you advance. Move on. Break out. Become significant. That, that part, that part is with the prophet. That part is with the prophet. It's your relationship with the prophet. You shouldn't have one without the other. If you are going to believe the prophet, make sure you believe in God. Make sure you read your Bible every day. Make sure, make sure you read your Bible every day. But I understand what seems to be a, a foundation that they had was rather contributing to their fall because there was no hand to hold them and to guide them. There was no shepherd. There was no shepherd. They don't even, they don't even know, know, know. I mean, they, they don't even know him. They were never connected to the anointed. They were talk, speaking in tongues games. But they were supposed to have added the next chapter for them to do well. You see, to do well, to break out, to do well in season. Because there are seasons of life. There are seasons. There are seasons that you can't jump anymore. If you want to jump, the jump won't even happen. But by then, you must have a combination of God and the prophet to move on, to move on, to move on to another level. You can't be playing games forever. You can't be playing games forever. You should see how difficult it is to even counsel such a person. To even advise such a person. Because this is no, it's these kind of people who say that I didn't grow up with my father. You see, and I compared them to another set. Same age group, another set that had foundation, read your Bible, pray every day, and then they were introduced to camps. Camps with the prophet. Camps. They know him. They go to him. They are with him. They are different. They are two different people. All the second set that had both, they are stable. I mean, when I say stable, when I say st- I mean stable. They stand like, today I'm leaving the church. Even their backslidings, it's like your candle or your candle on the candle stand. If you, when you get there, you see the wax that like it has melted. It is there. You can see it. This is where it happened. It, they don't evaporate. They're there. They're there. And I said to myself, 
There's a difference. There's a difference. I thought about it for weeks, for months. I said, there's a difference. There's a difference between this group and this group. And I kept asking myself, what is the difference? What is it? Because they are all Christians. All Christians. All of them say we read our Bible and pray every day. I thought and thought and I said, the relationship this is the key. It's because one day one of them made a comment. An, un- an unfortunate comment. It's like, you are, you, are, you are my pastor, but not the prophet. I said, ah, this is it. I said, this is it. This is it. This is the point. This is the point that makes you fall. You fall look, they, they, just, they just fall off and fizzle out. They fizzle out like boiling water that has evaporated. Just fizzle out. Because they were never connected to the prophet. Always be connected to the anointed. The day you feel you've caught an anointing, don't disconnect. Don't disconnect. Do not disconnect. Don't disconnect. Don't say, I've got it, so I'm walking away. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall he be established. Then believe his prophets, so shall he prosper. There's establishing and there's prospering. There's establishing and there's prospering. There's establishing and there's prospering. You need to be established and you need to prosper. Go back to Isaiah 43. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob. But thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. Verse 23. Ooh, 23. Thou hast not brought... Thou hast not brought me the small cattle of thy burnt offerings. Are you with me? Neither hast thou honored me with with thy sacrifices. I have not caused thee to serve me, to serve, I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. Verse 24. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices, but thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. Prophet Isaiah is speaking to us here and he's saying that the Lord that he's giving us a word of the Lord concerning Anna of the anointed. He gives details about the Anna that he's expecting. This great passage reveals that God expects to be honored substantially. What are the things that God expects? Look at the six things. Number one, he says, why have you not brought me some of your small cattle? Number two, why have you not honored me with sacrifices? We are talking about honoring and the anointed. First, first big one, hear ye him. Listen to what he's saying. Obey what he's saying. Receive what he says. Believe what he says. Second one, substantial way. How? One, you've not brought me small cattle. Two, have you not honored me? You have, why have you not honored me with sacrifices? Three, 
Why have you not brought me some sweet cane? Four, why have you not brought me money? Hmm. Sweet cane with money. Why haven't you brought money? Those who have been asking, how do you honor? We are learning how to honor. We are learning how to honor. First, hear ye him. Don't joke with what he's saying. Don't joke with what he's saying. Don't take lightly what he said. Don't take lightly what he told you. Don't think he was just talking. Don't decide, don't decide when he's in the spirit and when he's not in the spirit. Secondly, substantial way. Five, why have you not brought me the fat of the sacrifice? And six, why have I only burdened, why have I only been burdened with your sins and your problems? Why am I only solving problems? Why is that you only need counseling? Where is the honor? Where's the honor? In a substantial way. In a substantial way. In a substantial way. Yet we'll, yet we'll say that we believe. You see, we will say we believe it. We believe in anointed. I have found my anointed, but what's the evidence that you have found your anointed person? Where is the honor? Where is it? When you, when you got the chance to honor him, where was the honor? When you got the, when you got the chance to say, Thank you. You know, I didn't know I even get this chance to meet you, but here's, here's a chance. Thank you very much for everything that you, are, you have said. You don't need to be rich before you honor the anointed. Learn it. Learn it. Learn it quickly. Learn it fast. You don't need to be rich before you give an offering. Because, because you will never be rich without giving offerings. Yes. So the thing that you claim you are waiting for, you have savings. Those of you, those of those of you that HSBC is your pastor, Barclays is your pastor. When, when, when that thing, that thing that you are waiting, you are waiting for it to mature. When will it mature? And I believe I'm talking to Christians. Yes. So a Christian, you believe in prosperity? You, you want to prosper? You want to do well? Learn how to honor the anointed. 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 Yes. Learn how to show him honor. Show him that I believe in you. I believe in you. I like you. I like what you do. I like what you are doing. I am part of what you are doing. Not just by math. Show in a substantial way. that I believe in you. I believe. I believe. I always remember 15 years ago when we were buying our building. A building in, in that place. I remember a young man came to me one night with 3,500 pounds and said, 
this is his savings. He said, I've been saving to pay fees because I'm not a home student. To pay fees, I don't call that. I just feel I should come and give it for this building. First, I said to him, I don't receive offerings. Offerings don't come through me. Secondly, I said, you could be making a mistake. How are you going to go to school? What will you tell your parents? He said, no, 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 no. no. Show me where to take the money. I'll take it there. But I want to give it. All I want you to do is pray for me. I said, no problem. I'll pray for you. But this thing that you are doing, you know how it is. This thing that you are, you know how it is in this country. Don't say that somebody has forced you to give anything. He said, no, you gave it. 3,500 pounds 15 years ago. He took it, went to put it in the offering. And he went home. No more savings. Pocket empty. And no more school. His future, his future is, he's, he's, thrown, his, he's thrown his future into a basket. And he went. I tried to forget about it because I, 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 I well, according to your faith, few weeks after he came again I was was thinking is he coming for his money because I told him I told him this time he put his hand in his pocket and he took out a letter a top university here I've written to him full scholarship Full scholarship. Full scholarship. From the beginning of his course to the end. Full. Full to his finish. Full, full, full. Full, 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 full. He said, he said I've just, I just wanted to read it. I want you to see and to read it. I just, it's like, it's, I want you to see. It's almost like, oh, you of little faith. I want you to read it. And see that God has done it. It's like God, because he was saying that he doesn't know when he will finish his savings before he will start but here he is as he has given a fraction of what he was supposed to get as he has given it God has said I'll take care of you I'll take care of you I'll take care of you I'll look after you I'll give you a place I'll give you a place I will educate you I was looking at him and I said Thank God. Thank God. Because like it was time for me to breathe out. Breathe out. Breathe out. Yes. Young, young boy. Young boy. Young boy. He's, he's, been, he's been thrown into London. By it's like, it's like, go and survive. Go and survive. Go and work. Like people go all the time and they work and they make it. Go and survive and make it. He's been working here and there. Cleaning here and there. Night jobs here and there. Stacking shelves. Different things. And saving. 3,500 pounds. And he chose to honor God. He chose to give it to God. He chose to give it to God. Yes. And say, God, you can do it. And he got it. He got it. Wow. Honor the anointed in a substantial way. 
I'm telling you, honor him in a substantial way. Young and old, learn it, oh, learn it. When it gets to God, don't take a calculator out. When it gets to God, take faith out. Use faith. Walk with him by faith. Walk with him by faith. Don't be carnal. Don't be natural. Don't be unspiritual. You are harming yourself. You harm yourself. When you are too raw with God, so raw, you're like unprocessed, no faith, nothing, just yourself. Just what you see, hear, believe, smell. That's all you know. That's all you know. And you sound intelligent. So it sounds as though you are doing the right thing, but you are doing the wrong thing. You are doing the wrong thing. You are doing the wrong thing. God blesses as you honor. There is blessing in honoring. will you ever be anointed if you don't honor the anointing that you see? How will you, ever, how will you ever have a church that is growing if you don't honor the person that you have seen has a church that is growing? How will you ever grow your church? How would it ever happen to you? However, would you become a church planter if you don't honor the person who is planting churches? I'm not surprised that Isaiah prophesied and said that there's no one more blind than my servants. It's that the servants, are they, they, they can see, but they can't see. Yeah. We call ourselves men of God, ministers, there's one who serve God, want an, but we can't see the anointing. The anointing we say we want, it's like we can't see it. So like we can't see it. And we sit in our little rooms with 20 people, 40 people celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. And we feel, we feel that, we feel, we feel that's, the, that's the greatness. Who is blind but my servant? Or deaf as my messenger? Who is blind as, as, as he that is perfect and blind as the Lord's servant? Seeing but we can't see. And can you say, I'm trying this evening? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. But see it. See it. See it. I'm pushing it down your throat. Just see it. Take the spiritual root. Take the faith root. Take the root of believing. The root of believing says, Anna. Anna the anointed. Anna him. Recognize him. See him. When you see him walking there, know that you are looking at the anointed. In a substantial way. In, in, in other words, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Do not hold back. Don't hold back because God can do it for you. Honor Him. Honor Him. That's what I'm even telling you. The example I'm giving. When I see people doing such things, I get scared because I'm not God. I'm not God. I, I, I wonder what are they doing? I just tell myself, well, if you believe, hey, it's God who blesses. It's God who blesses. It's God who blesses. I am human. I'm, I'm trying to show that I am human. When I see it, I say to myself, it's people. But I know for sure that it is a better route to take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's far better. Far better. Far better to honor the anointed than to be arguing. Far better. Any chance you get to honor the anointed in a substantial way, 
please do it. I'm on my knees, please. Please do it. For your sake. For your life. For your ministry. For your future. For everything that pertains to your life. Please do it. Never let an anointed person beg you for anything. Or come and stand and, and present himself like, like he needs you. He doesn't need you. I've not met the first anointed person who needs, who needs something from less, lesser people. He doesn't need you. He does not need you. He does not need you. And he will never need you. You need him. You need the anointed. You need the anointed. He doesn't need you. And he will never need you. He will never need you because his God is with him. His God is with him. His God is the supplier of all his needs. His God is his protector. His God is his shield. His God is his buckler. The one that put the oil on him is the supplier of everything that he needs. Therefore, he will never need you. Damn you with your pounds. Damn you. You need him. You need him. You blind guide. You blind servant. You blind minister. Open your eyes and see that you need him. And be healed of your blindness. He never need you. He wouldn't because he has a God. He has a God who has chosen him. A God who has anointed him. A God who has appointed him. A God who has ordained him. A God who has established him. A God who is his strength. He has it already. He has it before he met you. He has it before he met you. When you see him, don't start calculating. He has shirts already. I don't need to do anything. He has this. You are not in the same league with him. You are not in the same league with him. You are not, you are, if he's in a football league, you are not even in a football league. You are not even playing football. You are not a footballer. That's the point I'm making. It's not like, it's not like he's, play, he's playing in the Premier League and you are in Division 1. You are not a footballer. You are, in, you are not in the same profession. And unless you don't know who an anointed person is. An anointed? You can see the anointed? You can see the works that come out of him. You are, no, you are not in the same profession. You are not in the... You admire the profession perhaps, but you are not in the same profession. So your attitude has to be different. Your attitude, your attitude has to be different. When you see an anointed person, you are not in the same profession. If he is a footballer, be it known unto you that you are not, you don't even play football as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you do as a hobby, but you don't play football. Yeah. Anointed. Unless you don't know, you see, I'm trying to lift the anointed very high for you to see that the thing is high so you can make every effort to reach. Because sometimes some of us think we have reached, but you haven't reached. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? What you have is a result of his anointing. You have nothing. You have nothing. You have nothing. 
that's why I said, what is working? You, are, you, have to, you have to identify which engine is on. There's an engine on. There's an engine on. That's what, that's what gives you what you have. You don't have anything. One day, one day a certain sister fell into one of these delusions. He said, call, 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 ministry, 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 ministry. So I said to her, you know what? I can rent a hall for you. I'll pay for one year. I said, I said, personal, I'll pay for one year. Give you, I'll not even, I didn't talk about members. I said, I'll, maybe I'll give you instruments. I'll put instruments there. And I said, I'll pay for all adverts. I'll do posters, everything for you. Go and stand in that room and see how many people will come. Even your husband will not go with you. Even your husband will say he's not going. I said, there you might discover that there's another engine on. The thing that you see that looks so easy, looks so simple, seems to be working, seems to be jamming, seems to be flowing, seems to be bringing excitement. You said, there's an engine on somewhere. Thousands of miles away. But it is strong powerful, anointed enough to have influence where you are. <laughs> you don't know what is at work. You don't know what is at work. If you knew what is at work, you, you will cool off and be humble. The only thing you'll be saying to yourself, I need to honor this thing so that some can come upon my life and can come upon my life. That come upon my life. How many employees of a bank own the bank? So first, we, we, are, we are like employees in the bank. When, when you leave the bank, you are as dry as when you came in. You leave everything there. Those are who think that it's as though you see, I work here, I, as though the building is for you because you work there. And the money in the bank is for you. Usually, when they, at the end of the month, they give you something. They give you some small, they give you peanuts. They give you peanuts. Peanuts. Peanuts enough for you to buy, to buy a travel card and come back. And for you to buy fish and chips every night. Just buy fish and chips or Chinese every night. They just give you that. Take this one. This one. Then when you come out there, you are talking as though you own the bank. And you own the building. You own all the floors. And you pay the people. And you pay, and you pay the people. Tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. You don't have anything. You are nothing. Rather, humble yourself so that you can get something. So that something can genuinely come on you genuinely, genuinely come on you that now you have something. I preach in Catch the Anointing Conference. Bishop, that gave me the name and the date and the venue. It's not like I had a dream. Ooh, UK, London. I see something called, I see something starting with a C. A C. A C. I see at the end, C-H. Catch. Catch. I have to catch something. What can be caught? 
Is it a cold? Is it a flu? Is it a cough? No, what can I catch? Oil? Feelings? Lord, speak. Mm. Anointing. It's catched anointing. The Lord says I should have catched. No, he gave me the name. He gave me the venue. He said, use that venue. He said, use the venue. When he said the name, I was going to go to Apache and quietly sit there. He said, no, the venue. Use that venue. Use that place. Then he gave me the date. He said, the dates, the dates we use, use the same dates. I said, hey. As I'm standing here, I'm walking under a covering. He said, I'm flying on an engine. There's an engine that I'm flying on. I'm flying on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm flying on an engine. Yes. All I had to do was to just believe. I don't know what he has heard. I don't know what he has seen. I don't know what he believes. I don't know who spoke to him. But I just know that that engine works. That engine has worked in my life. It has worked in my life since, since early 90s. It has worked in my life. It has worked. That engine has worked. So when he says this one too, I know that it can work. I know that it's going to work. I know that it will work. Hear ye him. Honor him in a substantial way. In a substantial way. Ah, do you have time for one more? Next one is, do not honor the anointed with inappropriate and worthless things. Do not honor the anointed with inappropriate and worthless, worthless, worthless things. Some of the things are inappropriate. And don't get religious on us and say, you know... That is what uh, I feel the Lord is leading me. No, 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 no. If you read your Bible, he said, He that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap. If you believe in this scripture and you have 500 pounds, 500 pounds, and you, you read the Bible for yourself, you will tell yourself that 500 pounds is better to sow than sowing five pounds. You will tell yourself that than quoting verses as though you're an idiot. And talking up. Because, no, no, no. I'm not insulting. You, you, that, that speech is like a fool talking. It's like the person is a fool. The person is a fool. The person has no faith. If you have faith, you know, so, so sparingly, you reap sparingly. You give five, you reap, you reap the, the rewards of a five. You so bountifully, you will get more. And some, you see, some of the times, the things even that you bring, it's inappropriate and worthless. It is, in, it, it, is, it is an insult. Yeah, it's an insult. It's an insult. It's an insult. I heard a prophet saying once that once somebody gave him boxes as a gift. Yes. Not many days after, a reverend minister traveled when he came back. 
He also brought me white boxes. And I said, white. And I said, ah, this guy. know what fits me <laughs> a reverend though, a reverend minister you see sometimes we think we are too clever we think we are too clever we think we are smart worthless things it becomes an insult and it amounts to dishonor how do, how do you bring underwear to your pastor underwear where did you learn that from? Where did you learn that from? I've thought about you so much. I really want to honor you. Here's some, here's some underwear. Yes, and, and not, not a pack of 24. One, single one. Single one like this. Single one. Single one. One like this. I thought for a long I said maybe it's a mistake. Maybe it's somebody's gift that, or something that he bought for himself and he has accidentally brought to me. But it was not a mistake because it was not wrapped. He brought it. He, so he saw, he saw what he was bringing. In the, in the rubber bag. In the rubber bag. In the rubber bag. I mean, it's like, it's like I have this if And then sometimes you see, give me an envelope. You see the anointed standing there. Not even for himself, but for the sake of the ministry. For the sake of it, you see him standing there. See, sometimes when you see ministers raising funds, you don't know that giving is honoring them. And you are honoring the anointing. And not giving and not responding is dishonoring. And causing embarrassment. Because for someone to ask you for something, the person has enough brains. To know whether you have or you don't have. Do you see with them like this? So, this? so to give 100 pounds. Just 100 pounds. Then you are sitting here. Determined that you will give five. Determined. Determined. He said, don't wait. Don't wait for him to come and ask that. Can you give something for me to buy shirts? He would, he would never need shirts. If he needs shirts, you are not the one he will ask. He will never ask you for shirts. He will never ask you for socks. If he underwear, he will never ask you. He will not even ask you for even water. Even water to drink. You are not the one he will ask. Your chance to honor him is to see him saying that. For the ministry, come and say, that's your chance. That's your chance. That's your chance to bless him with a thousand pounds. That's your chance to bless him with five thousand. That's your chance for the ministry, not for him. That's your chance as he's waving there. You there. You can't give it. Look, I said, no. I'll give something worthless. I'll give something that, is, that doesn't mean anything to me. Anything to me. You start insulting him. You start despising him. 500 pounds. They are looking. You're looking at it like a cow. Who doesn't understand English? 500. 
Okay, nobody wants to give five. Okay, 200. Okay, 50 pounds. You are determined. You are determined to throw, to throw something that is as worth, worth toilet, toilet paper to you. Toilet paper to you. That's what you are determined to do. Worthless thing. Something is worthless. Worthless. And yet you want anointing. You want to be anointed. You want to do well. You want to excel. And you are throwing toilet paper at God. You see God's man. You see God's man. And you play. You throw toilet, toilet paper you've used to wipe your bum. Then you throw it at him. It's like take. When you finish wiping your bum, you don't collect the paper and take it to your bedroom. That I'll need it. I'll need it next time. You know very well you'll come back to that place. If not the same day, the following day you'll be back. You don't say, oh, I'm saving this page. This side, I use this side. So let me fold over. I use the other side next time. It is worthless to you. Worthless to you. Worthless to you. Anything that is worthless to you and you give to somebody amounts to dishonor. If you give something, someone says, it has to be something that will cost you. Somehow you will feel it. Somehow it's a sacrifice. So that is deliberate, deliberate. You will feel it. Sometimes as you are doing, you feel that, look, this one, this is my end. Yeah. That's a treasure. Who wants your toilet paper? That you've, you've cleaned your bum with. You've one side, then you turn it over and say, this one, take this. I've used this side. You should use the other side. Someone asked me, why don't you keep it? When you finish, you use one side, you fold over, then you keep it under the toilet seat. Say, next time you come, you use that side. You put it in that thing and you flash it because it's worthless. It means it can, it's like it can never be used again. Not transferable. And when you're honoring someone, you choose worthless things. That is not honor. That is not honor. You see the hand like this. The hand like this. You will never get a chance to buy a shirt for even a car. You will not even get a chance to buy a car for him. You will not get the chance to give a, get a car for him. You, you are not the one. You will not even see or know. Unless you don't know anointed people very well. You will not see or know what he needs. The only, your only chance, your only chance, grow up and open your eyes. Your only chance is when you see the person for the sake of the ministry. Support, be with me, stand by me, stand by me, be with me, sacrifice. That's your chance to plug into anointings. That's your chance. That's your chance. If he needs, he's thirsty, thirsty for water, still water, sparkling water. You're not the one he will ask. He doesn't even know your name. Sit down. You have time for one more. You keep saying yes. Are you the timekeepers? <laughs> hmm. Where the anointing is honored, it works wonders. Receive these wonders in your life.
Number one, when you honor the anointed, the anointed is an agent of deliverance from armed men. You shall be delivered from armed men. You shall be delivered from danger. You shall be delivered from wicked men. You will never be stabbed in this city. Your child shall never be stabbed. Your children and your members shall never die by the roadside like a dog. Second Kings chapter 1, verse 9. Then the king sent unto him a captain of 50 with his 50. And he went up to him, and behold, he sat on the top of an hill, and he spake unto him, Thou man of God, the king has said, Come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Elijah, the anointed person, was the agent of deliverance from an army of armed men. When you honor the anointed, deliverance will be sent your way. You will never suffer from shame. You see, sometimes we hear about the fall, destruction of men of God. There's all kinds of statistics that people like to share around and, and say things around. But it will never happen to you. I said, it will never happen to you. I said, it will never happen to you. You will never become a statistic of a negative thing. You will be delivered. You will be delivered. I said, you will be delivered. I said, you will be delivered. Number two, the anointed is an agent of the anointing. When you honor him, anointings will come upon your life. Receive anointings. Receive gifts. Receive gifts. Receive gifts. The anointed man contains gifts, offices, ministries. When you connect to the anointed person, before you realize you are sitting in an office. When I say an office, I don't mean an office in Goldman Sachs. I mean an office in the house of God and in the kingdom of God. <laughs> God will give you an office. God will make you significant. I said, God will make you significant. God will make you significant. Through the anointed. When you honor him, you receive anointed. Those who haven't honored are dry. And they don't understand why they are dry. They are still writing notes and reading notes. And running commentary. When there's a highway to becoming anointed. A highway. A highway to becoming anointed. Another anointed person. And you will have the anointing. Number three. Are you ready to receive an anointing? Another anointed. Another anointed. Number three. The anointed is an agent of improvement. Everything about you will improve. Everything about you will improve. Your secret struggles, your secret difficulties will leave you because of your connection to the anointed. 
are you not tired of preaching to 150 people? You will preach to 1,500 people. You will preach to 2,500 people. Oh, said in London it has to be 40. Who said it has to be 40? When we came here and started the church, I remember people who told us that here, church doesn't grow beyond 40. They said, if you have 40, <laughs> you are a bishop. But you see, connection to superior power, superior authority, superior anointings, superior grace will bring improvement on who you are. You shall be an improvement. There shall be an improvement in your life. There will be. 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 You will not remain the same. Yes. What you don't have, you will have. What you've not seen before, you will see it. What you've not been able to minister, you will minister. Your preaching will be improved. Your teaching will be improved. Receive spiritual gifts. There shall be an improvement. Now we see, you say, you see, your members will start saying that there's something different about you. They will say things are different. And you will say, I have encountered the anointed. I have met the anointed. I have experienced the anointed. I have honored the anointed. Therefore, you see the improvement that you are seeing. People who have been sleeping in your services, they shall stand up to receive. Because there's oil. 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 What has been difficult for you shall be easy. Grounds that has been difficult for you, you shall break through them. No city shall be too strong for you. No city shall be too strong for you. No city shall be too strong for you. No barrow shall be too strong for you. You shall break through. You shall break through. You will break through by the Spirit of God. Number four. The anointed, he is an agent of the will of God. He's an agent of the will of God. He will guide you into God's will. 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 The anointed person, if you receive him into your life, he will guide you. People have missed God's will because they didn't have faith and they didn't believe in the anointed. They didn't believe that there's something better than what they can see. That's why people are scared to enter the ministry. Those are people are scared to give themselves to God. For many people here, the perfect will of God for you is to serve him. Is to give yourself to him. Give yourself to him. But because of fear and your disconnection from the anointed, you don't even know that there's something called the call of God on your life. You can't even imagine the grace of God on your life. You can't even imagine how great you can become because you are disconnected from the anointed. It was in 1991 that Bishop walked into my house. 
I was in the bedroom. I was actually on the bed. And I heard my mother shout my name. Those two names. She shouted it. And she said, your pastor is here. I, I, I thought it was a joke. So I remember I knelt down on the bed and I opened the window. Louver blades. You know Louver blades? I opened the Louver blades. There he was at the gate walking towards the building. I was wondering, what is going to happen? Why is he here? Hot afternoon. And I went out to meet him. He asked me, are you busy? I remember I said to myself, will I be busy? I said, no, I'm not busy. Then he said, let's go out. I didn't know where we were going, but we went out. On the way, he asked me two questions. Two questions. Do you know that till today, I can't remember where we went. I can't remember. Where, and, and it wasn't a dream. It happened practically. I can't remember where we went. I only remember the discussion on the way to that place. I can't remember where we went. I can't remember how I came back. Because he didn't come with a car. He, we took a taxi. And we sat at the back. And he put his arm around me. Question one. Do you believe you are called? Do you believe you are called? And I remember shrugging my shoulders and saying that I'm not sure. Then I remember I asked him, do you think I'm called? Then he said, I think so. Then we went on for a while. Then he, he, said, he asked the second question. Do you think you have, you're a pastor? You can be a pastor. Again, I said, then I asked him, do you think I can be a pastor? Then he said, yes, I think you can be. Then I said, if you think I can be, then I think I can be. If you think so, then I, I agree. Then I agree. He is an agent to the will of God. An agent. An agent. God sent an agent, the anointed into my house, to point me in the direction. Point me in the direction. There was, I just finished university. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job. This lady here, mother was trying to get me into Barclays Bank. My mother was getting me a job in Barclays Bank. This one. So when she joined the church as a student, I asked her, I asked her a very silly question. I said, is your mother Mrs. Nelson? Because her name was Jane Nelson. So I said, is your mother Mrs. Nelson? She said, yes. I said, show me your mother's picture. I said, ah, it's your mother who was getting me a job in Barclays and I ran away to London to be a pastor. When she told her mother that, that boy, that you're talking her mother said, ah, that quiet boy, can he preach? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that to tell you that I was on this road and the anointed came and said, turn around. There's a better road. There's a better road for you. There's a better road. There's a better road. There's a better road. Probably by now, I'll be a, a Barclays Bank manager in some town somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, I'll be some, some, somewhere saying that I'm a bank manager with a, with a, with a belly that is falling down. Thinking that I've prospered and I'm doing well. But the God's agent, the agent of his will of God, came to the house on visitation and turned my head around. He said, no, not that road. This road. This road. This road. Walk this way. Go this way. Go this way. Go this way. Go this way. Can you tell me today whether I'm in the will of God or not? He said to me, he offered me then, then he offered me that come to the office and work with Bishop Saki. Come and work with Bishop Saki. Yeah. He or he told me, come to the office and work with Bishop Saki. 
come in the morning. The Shosaki will be there. Sit with him for counseling. This. You see, he, ten, he was turning. He was turning my head into the ministry. That the, it's, it's like it's a good thing. It's a nice thing. Come and do it. Come and do it. Yeah. Then he came from Geneva once and called me into the office and said, "The Lord is leading me to start a church in London, and I want you to go and be the pastor there. Would you like to go?" If you me, will you say no? <laughs> then he added the clause. He said, I want you to know if I'm given a million pounds, I will never live in London. I, I was wondering. No, let me not lie. I didn't get confused. I said, I will go. Because my beloved was here. I said, I will go. Cry, I will go. Million, pa- million pounds, you will go. I will go. I will go. I would like to go. There were, there were attractions. But you see, throughout every stage, every phase, he has turned my head this way, turned this way, turned this way, turned this way. You see, that I'm not, if you receive him, he'll keep turning. He'll keep pointing. He'll keep pointing. He'll keep saying, it's this way. He'll keep saying, it's this way. He'll keep saying, leave this one. Stop. You've stayed in this direction long enough. Turn this way. He's an agent of the will of God. An agent of the will of God. An agent of where God wants you to be. What God wants you to do. What God wants you to see. What God wants you to receive. That's the anointed. What God wants you to become. You don't have an anointed in your life. That's why you haven't seen the will of God. That's why you haven't seen the will of God. You stopped at fasting and prayer. You stopped at quiet time. I read my Bible. I read my Bible. Don't think I don't read my Bible. Don't think I don't pray. I pray. I've prayed this morning. I've prayed this morning. I've listened to messages. I've read my Bible today. Don't think, don't think that these things are out of my life now. Now I say uh, this. Or, no, I read my Bible every day so that I'll be established. But I believe in the prophet so that I will prosper. So that, so that I will do well. So I can do well in the ministry. I can do well in life. It is the prophet. That is the prophet. That is the prophet. You don't have the agent for the will of God. That's why you haven't discovered it. That's why you're still a Christian who is, you're, you're believing God. Everything, you're believing God. You're believing God. You're believing God. When people are saying that the life that I now live, the life that, you see, they are living a life. You are believing God for a life. Others are saying, the life that I now live, I am living, in other words, I am living the life. I believe in God. Because there's no agent of the will of God in your life. Then may you receive an agent of the will of God in your life. To find the will of God. To walk in the will of God. To walk in the will of God. To walk in it. To walk in it. To stay in it. To be blessed in it. To become what God wants you to become. Because we had prophets in our lives. Have an anointed person in your life. You would have made a turn by now. This bumpy road that you've been on. You just need an agent to tell you. Turn. Turn. This way. Someone to just suggest to you. Maybe even casually. Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? And that would be it. That would be it. 
You will walk in the will of God. Amen. Number five, the anointed is an agent of victory for every battle in your life. Wow. You will win every battle. You will win every battle. God will give you the advantage. God will give you the advantage. God will give you the upper hand because of the anointed in your life. Read it. All these things have passages with it. And then number six. The anointed is an agent for your prosperity. You will prosper. If you are in the will of God, you walk in prosperity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There shall be effortless prosperity. Effortless. Effortless. You will not struggle. You will not struggle. It will not be difficult. Your church won't struggle. Your church won't borrow. Your church won't be in difficulties. It will be effortless prosperity. Receive effortless prosperity. After anointed in your life and see, see magic, see wonders, see God. When God decides to do it for you, it shall be done. But you know what? When he decides to do it, he points you at the anointed. And he'll be standing back and say, The anointed, go to the anointed. Go to the anointed, you'll be fixed. You'll be fixed there. That is when that's when people begin to stagger and trip and fumble. It's like, how? What are you saying? But that's God's methods. The prophet. The anointed person will tell you. Even in listening to his message, he will say something to you. You were not there in that service, but as you are listening to him, what is being said is for you. It applies to you. Let it force you, make a turn. You will see prosperity. You will see that suddenly you started prospering. Suddenly things are working out for you. Receive prosperity. And then number seven. The anointed is an agent for your healing. You have healings. Number eight. The anointed is an agent for your greatest miracle. Wow. Expect great miracles. Expect great miracles. I said expect great miracles. You think God can do it? He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. And it will be done. Number nine. Read it. It's all here. When you're going home, be reading the passages. There are plenty of passages. If I start reading, we'll leave you at six o'clock. Yeah. Number nine, isn't it? The anointed is an agent that delivers you from death. You will never die by the roadside. You will never die in a car. You will never die before your time. You will never be killed. I block every wicked spirit assigned against your life, assigned against your child, assigned against your church member. I block every spirit of murder in Jesus' name. You'll be delivered from death. Number 10. 
the anointed is an agent for your abundance. Receive increase. Receive abundance. You will multiply. You will do well. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Oh, what a difference the anointed will make in your life. Look at the long route some of us have taken. Reasoning, thinking, analyzing. The anointed will take you there quick and fast. Lift up your two hands and thank God. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Be infused with a new spirit of faith. Be infused with a new anointing. New strength. New strength. New strength to do well. To do well. To do well. Pray to him. Pray to him. Talk to God. He will do it. It will be done for you. Through his agent, the anointed, it will be done. There will be a difference. Not many days from now. Not many weeks from now. Not many months from now. There will be a difference. There will be a difference. Be ushered into a new level. Be ushered into a new season. Be ushered into a new face. Be ushered into it. Enter into it. Enter into it. Enter into it. Enter. 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 Speak to him. Speak to him. Call on him. Call on God. It will be done. It will be done. It will be done. It shall be done. It shall be done. You will retain another man. You retain another man. You retain another man. You retain an anointed person. Kaba Shaba Kalaba Hataya. Laba Shiba Laba Kiba Laba Hataya. Pasha Taliba Kaba Shanda Laba Hataya. Papa Liba Kapa Shanda Laba Kipa Shaya. Yeah, 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 Receive this new gift in your life. Receive this new power. A 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 power to prosper. A force to prosper. A force to excel. Ah. 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 Shaba 
Thank you, Jesus. Let that lovely voice be a blessing to you. Let that lovely voice change your life. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. It's a lovely voice that will make a difference for you. It will make a difference in your life. It's that beautiful voice. That beautiful anointed voice. Yes. To hear his gentle voice. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. For guidance and direction. Guidance and direction is coming to you. Ah. I opened up my heart. Jesus, we thank you. The perfect will of God. Oh, yes, Lord. His will is what I want. His perfect will. Oh, yes, Lord. Pray for the perfect will of God. Pray that His will shall be done in your ministry, in your life, in your marriage, in your finances, in your calling. Pray for the perfect will of God. Your perfect voice revealing. Keep praying for the perfect will. Your will. Pray for the perfect will. Crossroads of yes, my life. No other voice compares. Yes. Oh no. Yes. I'm just keep praying. Keep praying for his will. Has ever yes. heard oh, the, the lovely voice. voice of God. It will guide you. You will hear it. It will guide you. It will guide you. The spirit yes, entered into me. Oh yes. When he spake to me. The spirit enters as he's speaking. The, the spirit, the anointing, the gifts, the mantles, the ministries, the offices. The and the dreams. It enters. Oh how they turned yes. my life around. Yes, Jesus. And gave a new time. Yes, Jesus. For my ministry. Yes. Direction is coming to As you today. I rose up from my knees. Oh, Lord. There was a mantle now on me. Ah, grace for yeah, my yeah, yeah, words. And I will never, my God. ever my God. be the same. The lovely voice of God. Your perfect voice revealing the mysteries of your will at the crossroads of my life. No other voice compares, oh no. It's the sweetest sound my heart has oh ever heard. Oh the lovely voice of God. It's going to take the voice of the anointed. 
is going to steer you in the right direction. The lovely voice of Lift up your two hands, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for strength. Strength to serve you. Strength to do your work. Strength to do your will. Strength to raise churches, Lord. Anointing to multiply. To increase. To raise pastors. To raise ministers. To plant churches. To establish converts. To do evangelism. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you for strength to prosper. The grace to prosper. The grace to do well, Lord. Thank you for this new anointing. A new direction that you have brought to us, Lord. Let every church represented here be blessed. Let every calling represented here be blessed. Let them be blessed, oh God. Callings and ministries, Lord. Cause them to flourish, Lord. Cause them to break through, Lord. Cause them to increase, Lord. Cause them to see and to walk in the grace you have put upon their lives, Lord. As they connect to the anointed Lord. May they see a new day. May they see a new season. May they see a new dimension Lord. May they have a new experience oh God. Thank you Lord for your blessing. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. The lovely voice of God. The lovely voice of God. Yes. Your perfect voice revealing the mysteries of your will at the crossroads of my life. No other voice compares, oh no. It's the sweetest sound my heart has ever heard.
mysteries of your will at the crossroads of my life no other voice compares to you lord it's the sweetest sound my heart has ever heard the lovely voice of god the lovely voice thank God for a blessing. We thank him for a blessed time in his presence and all that he has shared with us and pointed out to us. We are not monkeys. When something is pointed out, I'm sure we can see it and we can understand it and we can interpret it and we know what it means. It's my prayer. If God has pointed out something to you, may you obey. May you enjoy that lovely voice of God. And may the voice of the anointed become sweeter and sweeter to you. It may be a blessing to your life. It's been a blessing in my life. Just the voice of God. It's been a blessing. Casual times, casual times, serious times, mostly casual, but it meant everything to me, everything, everything to me. I pray it will mean everything to you as well. Hear ye him and honor him in a substantial way, and you'll be blessed. God bless you. Put your hands together one more time. And uh, a big thank you to all of you for being part of this. Thank you for coming. Thank you for spending time. And thank you for honoring us. We feel honored that you came. So God bless you. And thank you. Please take your seats. I'm not sure why you stood up, but please take your seats and uh, I think Sister Philippa will talk to us nicely and close us off before Sister Philippa comes I think 
we have to hear the voice of Bishop Francis. Let's welcome Bishop Francis to say hello to us. Come on, somebody make some noise unto the Lord. It's good to serve the Lord. Now touch somebody and say, it's good to serve the Lord. Tell them it's good to be anointed for Jesus. Amen. I'm so glad to be here. I've been running a conference alongside it. That's why you didn't see me. But I said I'll come to also catch the anointing. And I'm glad I came. Amen. It's good to see so many young people looking for the anointing to serve the king of kings and to serve the lord of lords and to serve the great i am uh, do i have young people who want to make some noise unto the lord yeah he is the unchangeable changer you cannot change him but he can change you he is the unquenchable quencher. You cannot quench him, but he can quench you. He is the provider. He's the one who will provide for you in times of need. And I came to tell somebody, he is the one we have to serve. As young people, you cannot serve anybody better than this Jesus. I gave my life to him at the age of 13 years. I've never done anything. I've always served him. And I've never regretted. As you are catching the anointing, understand that God has ordained you for others who are out there. May the Lord bless you. And somebody make some noise. a blessed conference the past three days. Right, please take your seat.